0: Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Phillies in town, folks. The lie of the tiger. A little rocky music, huh? It's gonna be a down and dirty one in the rain, cold. Wind shouldn't be too bad though. Lots of Browns news to get to this afternoon. Matt, of course, news coming out, and it is. Terrible news. Miles Garrett will not play. He is on the COVID reserve list. Earlier in the week, went home sick, tested negative for COVID, now positive. And really, depending how they track it back, you have to be symptom-free and multiple negative tests for 10 days. So if they count it from, like, the Wednesday, he should be okay for next Sunday. But there's a potential, depending how that all plays out, that we could be missing Miles Garrett for not just this week, but also the Jaguars game next week.
1: Yeah, it's a real... Delicate balance that the Browns have to to have right now. They have to take every precaution with it. Coming up as a positive test, if it it's one thing, if he was a close contact, yeah, you know, you take precautions. But now with the positive test, you have to be extra careful. You have to be ready to go.
0: And I guess the, uh,
1: without him, and I think that they they will be.
0: Well, and I guess the good thing is that Miles never came into the building. Right. And then like went home. He wasn't inside. So that's the sort of the from spreading it. That's at least a positive because, you know, at least you don't have that factor with it.
1: Right. And the other important factor is when people say, yeah,
0: you're, you're losing Miles Garrett. But
1: keep in mind, he didn't take any practice reps this week. Mm. So the guys behind him on the depth chart, Porter Gustin, Adrian Claiborne, they were the ones who got the reps with the ones. So yeah, that's yeah. that's actually better than if he had practiced early in the week and then tested positive. That would have been a disaster because then you have nobody, uh, no time to get people practice reps. Right. At least this time you were able to get people some reps. Right, not that, ideal, but still, it's better than what it could have been.
0: Yeah, that's sort of that double whammy that way. Yeah, That's a good way to look at it. Look at positive spin, Matt. I like it. There you go. See, perfect. Uh, <laughs> the Browns will also be without backup lineman Chris Hubbard. So it sounds like Kendall Lamb will jump in as the uh, uh sort of six man swing guy, and Andy Janovich, the fullback, also on the COVID reserve list, will not play. Matt, I believe that means Johnny Stanton is elevated from the practice squad, right? Who I, I, I like this an offseason pickup as well as a fullback backup. Um, he's got a little pop in him, too, so hopefully the drop-off isn't too huge.
1: Yeah, and you could always, if the, if it's not working with Stanton, you can always go with what you used at the tail end of last year, which was Hunt as a lead blocker for Chubb, and then you could stick them both back there and really right. confuse defenses.
0: Yeah, which and maybe we see both. Which would be really interesting to do if the Browns can do that. Now, positives, folks, okay? Positives. The Browns are getting players back. Right tackle Jack Conklin, which is huge to get him that back. Because that the one despite the Eagles' major troubles all year, Matt, and that division just sucks, right? They're three, five, and one and in first. That's gross. But the one thing that they're strong at is the defensive line. They're front four is really good, and they can get to the quarterback and disrupt. So you have your starting right tackle back, and the whole O-line is, is intact for this game. So that's at least a plus two. Yeah,
1: you cannot overemphasize the importance of that being the case. Um, you have to be healthy up front if you want to have success in this league. You have to be healthy if you want success against the team that rushes the passer as well as the Eagles do. Uh, having Conklin out there is, is important. And the thing of it is, yeah, he missed some practice time, but he was in all the virtual meetings. He's a veteran that's been around for a while now. He knows how to handle himself at a professional level. So I'm not really worried that he wasn't necessarily on the practice field um, as this week leading up to the game.
0: You can get us on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at MattFleurJancic on Instagram, at AndyMCSports, at MattFleurSports. you got any Browns questions, comments, whatever, hit us up there. Uh, also, Matt, my guy, right, kicker Cody Parky activated off the COVID-19 reserve list. So, Cody is back. Is the long snapper back? Is Hewlett off? Is- is yeah, he- Hewlett I don't think ever went on the list.
1: Uh, I know that he was rumored to go on oh, it, but okay. they never officially put him on it.
0: Nice, okay. I thought he was. Oh, all right. So that's good. So we got everybody on special teams back. Parky's done a real nice job. You know, I'll, I'll uh, uh, not, not be. I don't want him to get too full of himself. Listening to the podcast, I know Cody's a listener, so I don't want to get him too, you know, too uh, uh, over the top there. But he's been doing a nice job, a pretty nice job overall. On Matt, what looks like again the third straight game of just nasty. Wet weather, what is the latest when it comes to the weather conditions at First Energy Stadium tomorrow in Cleveland?
1: Much more mild or milder winds than what we saw the last two home games. The hitch is it's going to be 46 and 100% chance of rain throughout the day. So it's going to be a little bit of a slog, which, to be honest with you, helps slow down opposing pass rushes and plays right into the Browns' hands because their strength is running the football.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So cold and, and, and that rain, like it, even if that drips a little bit more, we could see sort of maybe not not that freezing rain, but maybe like sleet like we did in the Raiders game. Ugh, That's just nasty to play in. But you're right, Matt, like that, that slows down both sides. And while obviously you want Miles Garrett in the game at all times, in, in this weather, this would hinder even him Getting to the quarterback, the Eagles, most sack team in the NFL. Carson Wentz is just like, he looks like he was really good as a rookie. He looks worse than a first-year guy, Matt. Like From the injuries, his confidence is totally shot it, with Philadelphia. Yeah,
1: and I don't really know what it is no. either. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's bizarre um, because he's a really talented guy, and he has all the physical traits that would lend itself to being a successful NFL quarterback. But for some reason, you know, he can't put it together. He has great yardage. I mean, almost 2,100 yards. His problem is the 12th picks. He has an equal amount of touchdowns and interceptions. And You can't can't be a, a, a reliable
0: NFL quarterback when you're swinging it,
1: you know, away to the other team at the rate that he is.
0: Well, and their own running game with Miles Sanders, when he's been on the field, has been really good. Boston Scott is a zippy little scat back as well. So this could be another sort of, ground and pound type of game. Cause yeah, Miles Sanders is right up there. Um, and and that's, should be, I think the, the battle now, like you said, the wind is not going to be the factor, but when the ball is that wet, Matt, like again, how much do you want to be throwing the ball? Uh, not much. Uh,
1: yeah. you, You bad things tend to happen when you try to throw into the wind and when the football is sopping wet from the rain. Um, it becomes more dense, it becomes harder to grip and it just lends itself to a lot of bad things happening if you're not careful.
0: So if we look at this, the Eagles offense is ranked 27th overall, 27th passing, but 10th rushing. So again, another strong rushing team benefits the Browns on the other side. The Eagles defense, 11th overall, 26th rushing, 6th passing. So on a day where we don't expect the ball to be thrown a lot. That's fine. Cause they're one of the worst in defending the run. So yeah, like I'm kind of envisioning that just almost like a repeat of the Raiders game. Just hopefully, you know, you flip the score and the Browns come up on the other side.
1: Yeah, that that's key. Uh, that, that's the key part that's of that. The phrase main right part. Come out on, on this side. That's of the, it. Main part. Um, the, they really do have to <laughs> run the football effectively. Um, against this Eagles team. If they run it effectively enough, it'll neutralize what the Eagles do well, which is getting after the quarterback. And you want to keep Baker as clean as possible.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the point spread dropped. Now I don't know if this is directly who knows with, with Vegas, but I don't know if this is directly because of miles Garrett being ruled out, but I don't think it's a coincidence. Browns were three and a half point favorites before the Garrett news after it dropped a full point. So Cleveland is two and a half. So pretty much we're at a pick 'em stage. And that I think would have to in part be associated with miles Garrett being out. And the over under is set at 47. Matt, if I'm putting coin down, I am smashing the under on this. Like the last two Browns games, what they've scored, uh, uh, what 16 points and allowed 23 to opponents. Like that's th- uh-huh. the, the, like th- those two games are the under in and the of themselves. I would be right. like, I, If I wasn't so cheap, I'd be putting some money down on the under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would
1: bet the under myself. I think the Browns want to make this a low-scoring, ugly-style football game. Uh, to me, it's beautiful football. When it ends up with you having more points than the opponent, that's beautiful uh, I, to me. Yeah, dude, um, yeah. So I'm not going to get mad at that if they just ground, ground the hell out of this thing.
0: It's funny how the loss to the Raiders, the game, ah, oh, that sucked. And the game last week to the Texans, the win, was like, that was a great game. <laughs> And they were both really low-scoring, wet and nasty weather. All depends on the results, right? That's it. I don't care. We've been through one and thirty-one, man. I'll take everyone. I don't care if it's if it's a two-nothing for via a safety. If you win the game, because the Browns, Matt, are one step away from seven and three. I'm gonna whisper it: seven and three.
1: So close. There's. I I don't know how many times I've I've said it in my life, but I will continue to ring this bell for as long as I'm breathing. There's no such thing as an ugly win. No. When you're in the NFL and you get a win, yeah, it may not be pretty, but a win is still better. I'd take an ugly lo- win over a pretty loss any day.
0: Well, the thing is, we're not in college football. We're not playing for style points based on ranking to get into the playoffs, right? It's about, it's right. about wins. That's it. And right now, there's what, like a five-way, six-and-three tie, and the Browns, if the playoffs started, they would be on the, the outs based on tiebreakers. So you got to just keep winning. This Eagles team, now they're getting healthier. Yes, the D-line, as we said, is strong. The rest of the defense, very beatable. Um, The offense getting healthier, but Carson Wentz is in his own head. So what I think you got to do, Matt, is score first. And I hope if the Browns win the toss, they take the ball. That's not the analytics way I know. But I think it's it's vital to make sure you get on the board first, get that first stop, and then you can just grind this thing out. You don't want to have to play catch-up football. You want to make it so that Carson Wentz cannot just keep handing off to Miles Sanders and needs to chuck it up because of those interception troubles that he's had.
1: Yeah, you want to put the ball in Wentz's hands at this point. I know that sounds weird because he can't throw for a ton of yards, but given his propensity for turnovers, you want him handling the rock more than you want that running game handling the ball because Miles Sanders can run the ball. Yeah. And Boston Scott can be a pain in the neck. Um when it comes to catching out of the backfield. Just ask the Giants about that one.
0: Well, very true. And Carson Wentz himself has run in five touchdowns. So he's because he's holding onto the ball and not confident right now for whatever reason in his throwing ability, he's running more and he's sneaky mobile. So you gotta also have a spy on him and look to contain. And that's once again gonna be testing the Browns' linebacker depth and, and all that and how everybody performs. Um is Phillips gonna play this week because he was supposed to play last week we thought and then he was held out the rookie because he's he's a zippy out there on the field and can go but he's been uh he's been banged up I'm just gonna look at the depth chart right now just to see what he is listed at health wise let me see here Uh linebacker Mac Wilson's questionable Jacob Phillips uh, oh, no injury designation okay that's good. Well, that's good. That's uh you're good. gonna need every
1: bit of those linebackers to help neutralize
0: the running game. Is Sioni talkie is this right? Take talkie is ahead of Phillips on the depth chart, maybe because of injury. Talkie talkie. I can't even remember seeing him on the field most of the time. That guy does nothing. Uh, yeah, it's he's a special teamer. Uh,
1: mostly. He does get on the field, and I have seen him uh, make a couple tackles this year, but he's, by and large, a special teamer these days.
0: Yeah. I would like to see, just because of the athleticism of Phillips, the rookie, like, maybe it's a case... That was the Brent's third-round pick. Maybe it's a case where, you know, you put him in special packages, but he is so athletic. 6'3", 229, like, the the, uh, horizontal, the the sideline-to-sideline coverage that he can do, I think is needed for this one. So, well, especially if it if they're trying different things, handing off the ball to maybe help seal those edges. That's what it's all going to be, Matt. It's going to be positioning. And I really think who scores first can set that tone and just, again, grind this thing out. Hand off, hand off, you know, little, little toss, hand off, hand off. Like, just keep going.
1: Yeah, the formula is pretty simple. Do what you do best. Yeah. And that's running the football. Give Kareem Hunt, give Nick Chubb. As many carries as they're being effective with and then roll with it. If somebody gets a hot hand, ride it till they stop you. And then switch it to the other guy.
0: Well, and the Browns really have had practice with that, like we said, the last two games. So they learned from the Raiders game. You executed it to near perfection against the Texans. Can you do it again against the Eagles? That's the big question mark right there. So, um, you know, that's going to be the case. We're going to have to see if the – uh, lower winds help anything, how how thick that rain is coming down, how heavy, and kind of go from there. But okay, so Matt and I will both take the under of forty seven and just hammer that. Um, but the the actual score, Matt, what's your official prediction for Eagles? Three five and one at Browns, six and three. 13 and I'm gonna say the Browns get the W. Nice. I was going to say 17-14 for the Browns, and Cleveland pulls it out there. Yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, maybe Wentz runs one in, and then uh, Sanders gets a toss or something like that close or whatever. But I could see that. I could see that. Maybe, you know, nice. It, it would be nice because Baker hasn't thrown a, a touchdown or interception the past two weeks because of the weather, which is crazy. I'm knocking on wood on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the yeah, the second part, yeah, uh, exactly. the second
1: part of it, yeah, for sure. The first part I'd be okay with if he throws touchdowns, but not the other part. Nah, not so much.
0: No, no, and then <laughs> and, and, and Matt, really, when you look at the rest of the the teams that the uh, that the uh, Browns are in contention with in the AFC for spots, um, you have the Ravens playing the Titans. Both are six and three. Uh, I, I, obviously, we're cheering for the Titans in that one, just to. Anytime the Ravens lose. And Matt, that game, just a quick aside before we wrap things up. I want to see, because the Titans defense is not as effective as it was last year, but they're the ones that sort of put the book out on how to stop that fake quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And I I wonder if they can do it again. Baltimore is a six-point favorite. If we're talking betting for a sec, I'm taking taking the Titans to cover that all day. I don't buy this Ravens team at all on the offensive side. Yeah, the the Ravens have been
1: horribly inconsistent lately, and that's not been their MO as of late, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But they don't stick with guys long enough to really develop any kind of rapport. I mean, mm. every time... Mark Andrews has a good game. He'll have five games where he doesn't catch but, like, three passes yeah. the whole day. Yeah. And and then the running game, I mean, you can't pick a running back out of there to save your life. I mean, it's it's awful it's a, it's a trying guessing. to be a fantasy football manager and try yeah. to figure out if there's any viability. In my league, I think you can get all three, Ingram, Dobbins, and Edwards uh, on the waiver wire, actually as free agents right now because – you know, it's just so awful to try and predict who is going to play and who's going to make a play that you just you, you have to just go elsewhere and take a risk on somebody else.
0: It, it is a total guessing game, really, for that whole offense. When it comes to fantasy football, I advise people like if you drafted Lamar Jackson, you're obviously playing him, but that's it. That's it.
1: Yeah, he's the, he's the only one you can play on a consistent yeah. basis. I mean, I'm thinking
0: about playing Eric Ebron this week over Mark
1: Edward, or Mark Andrews again. Because Andrews, you know, yeah, he had good numbers last week, but that was the first time he had any kind of relevancy in the last, like, six weeks.
0: Well, yeah, because you can't rely on on targets at all, the the, the target share with them. Um, you got the Colts we got to worry right. about as well. Uh, I'm just gonna You know what? I'm going to pull up Mark Andrews real quick here because this proves, and I don't blame, listen, I don't blame Mark Andrews. But, like, Teddy Bridgewater was ranked fantasy-wise ahead of, Teddy, ahead of Lamar Jackson. Like, right there. So, yeah, you look at Mark Andrews. Last week, seven catches, 61 yards, 13.1 fantasy points. Which, if you just look on it, is, is okay. You got into double digits. But for where that guy was drafted, Matt, before that, 5.2, 6.2, 4.1, and two other single-digit fantasy games where he had under six points. Yeah, I was going to
1: say that I don't think he had his last two games as many points as he did last week, and that's true, and trust me, I paid for it because all my good guys were on my bench, and I dropped a ninth in my league, so I wasn't very happy with, with the Ravens' play calling, obviously, last week and any week before that either.
0: No, no, exactly uh, So there you go folks, we'll be scoreboard watching as well Matt and I both predict the Browns so When I say 17-14, he says 17-13 What do you think? Hit us up on Twitter At andymc at Matt, Matt, good thing we won't be on the field We can watch uh, inside and uh, stay dry and, and warm, but hopefully The Browns can just grind this sucker out And get to 7-3 and three and we can have ourselves Another Victory Monday
1: Amen, brother That oh, sounds like a hell of a plan Let's
0: go, alright Matt, enjoy the game, buddy. We'll talk to you hopefully on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Talk to you Monday. All right. There he is. That's Matt Fleurjancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.